Okay, in three, two, one. From AK Sci, it's Sci Who, a show about students, entrepreneurs, and professionals from all industries and the stories behind their journey. My name is Lonica. And I'm Michael. And on today's show, we have a very special individual. Her name is Singhi Lee. She's a senior currently majoring in HR, and she currently held a couple positions within Alpha Kappa Psi, which we will talk about a little bit later. But we would like to thank her for coming on today. Hi, Singhi. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, thanks for of course. joining us. How have you been? I've been good. I mean, a little zoomed out, but just have to get used to it. <laughs> Zoom, we, we're all familiar with that right now. Everyone using it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess we could get started by hearing a little bit about like your personal story or like your story in general. Yeah, so thanks for having me again. Um, so I'm Sunghee, Sunghee, but you know, Sunghee is like the Korean way to say my name. So at school, I go by Sunghee. Um, so I'm like the middle child out of three kids. And I think for me, I've always been one of those people who like mediated a situation or just tried to understand a lot of different personalities. And I think that's really helped me in terms of where I am now and how that shaped my personality. I would say I'm like pretty chill person. I like to like take things um, as they go. And I'm just really grateful for, you know, this journey so far in AKSI as well, just meeting a lot of friends here. And I think with AKSI, I've been able to meet a lot of new people and just do a lot of things in my experience that I probably wouldn't have done before, like traveling and just looking forward to just sharing my story today. Awesome. awesome. Thanks for joining us again. And fun fact, mm-hmm. actually, for the audience, Singhi is the only one in her family without an like a quote unquote English name, which she told me. And I always remember that. <laughs> yeah, you know, what's funny about that is um, I actually did have one, but then mm-hmm. it just never stuck with me. Uh, I was Sophie until like first grade, <laughs> but I just kind of like scratched that like whatever. Let's just keep it real and stick with this name. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so do your do your other two siblings are their legal names in like in English? Yeah, yeah. So their first names like Robert, Cheryl, and then their Korean names are their middle names. Yeah, that's like me. Like I think my Korean name was like probably like my main name for like most of my life. And then once I got into college, I legally changed to Michael because my parents are like, it'll be difficult to like find a job. Like yeah. Asian name, you know, that stereotype or like that thing that like, you know, Asian parents always do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it was different for me, though, because growing up, I always hated my name because I this is like a really bad reason. But when I was younger, I never had like those keychains or like those cups with my names on it. Oh, it's always, my like, those basic names. So I never liked my name because I was like, why can't I get like a keychain with my name on it? And then I literally considered changing it when I turned 18 to like something like Vanessa or something like that or like Miranda. Um, and then my mom explained to me, like, she wanted my name to be unique, but she wanted it to fit, like, any kind of industry. Because, like, there's, like, you know those names that sound like they belong in, like, a certain industry? Like, there's, like, those, like, finance-sounding names or, like, those, like, media-sounding names and stuff like that. I don't know, like, but my mom said, like, she wanted, like, my name to sound like it could fit within wherever I want to get a job. And it wouldn't sound like, like, people wouldn't have, like, a weird impression when they first hear it. So, like, <clears throat> growing up, like, as a kid, like, what was, like, your dream job then? Yeah, um, I feel like it's always changed, but I've always been those people who didn't really have that, I guess, vision of what my dream job would be. 
So as a kid, I used to like ski and snowboard a lot. So I remember in fifth grade, I like drew myself as a professional skier. <laughs> um, but and I just did that because I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I liked skiing. So that's what I did. But then in high school, um, my dream a job actually was to be like a psychiatrist. And I think it's because I love to like hear people's problems and try to solve it. And there's like all, all those shows on TV where there's a psychiatrist and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of where I think HR kind of did come to play later on, which I didn't really realize, but that's definitely something I considered. Wait, so for the audience that don't know what HR is, like, can you mm-hmm. like go a little bit in depth for them? Yeah, sure. So HR stands for human resources. So basically in a company, if there's anything related to people, they go to the HR department. So um, HR people are the ones who manage like performance and just like employee engagement overall. HR has been known to be like one of those admin roles where if there's any payroll or like paperwork, they all go to HR usually. So I think HR isn't something that stands out in an organization, but it's definitely needed. And I think I've always seen it as like those people that need to like have the oil run, you know, because without the oil in a car, it can't run, right? So just having the back end of things is also important as much as like the front end. So that's how I would probably characterize it. Do you think being in HR has like kind of helped you understand people like in the business industry a little bit better or just in general, like you think you have a better understanding of people now? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, just being an intern for all these companies that I work for, it's clear that the HR business partners, right? So they're the ones who manage client groups, for example, and they just have to know how to manage a lot of different personalities and really guide like a manager to how they can be a better manager for employees. So I think it's important to be like empathetic, understand what they're going through and just be someone that they can trust and trust is such a huge aspect of that. And so I think just in terms of you, sharing yourself a certain way and also trying to understand people has helped me too. Even having roles in AKSI, I think that's also important. So it's been helpful for sure. I think like your analogy of like what HR is, is like amazing. Like that car and oil thing. Cause like, yeah, I feel like for me personally, like obviously as an intern, like you don't really like interact with HR that much. Mm-hmm. But like whenever I intern, I always hear the word getting thrown out like HR, like, oh, be careful for HR. You might've heard that or something like mm-hmm. that. So it's definitely, yeah, I could definitely see like HR being like probably one of the most important roles in a company because like without them, like things will not operate. I mean, yeah. And even during COVID, it's just been so clear that it's like who's going to be managing people, right? Coming in, in and out of the office and throwing that communications out to all the employees. And I, I'm working for like a a public company right now and it's just like so crazy just seeing all these cases go up day to day and the people who manage that is the HR department right so I've just grown a greater appreciation for HR too because I just realized the impact that they make on a day-to-day and it's just so hard for people to like not have direction and and honestly it sucks sometimes because I think HR gets a lot of flack and they're very it's very transparent if they're doing the work or not right because people want direction so I think it's like a fulfilling job but also at some time it's like oh man it kind of sucks right because you're the one who's being at the forefront of it all people can just come at you with all these things if it's not working properly so you just have to do a good job but I definitely think it's fulfilling um kind of speaking of COVID and speaking from from the other perspective of people who are looking for jobs how has recruiting been for you especially during COVID now 
Yeah, it's been interesting. I did have a couple of interviews, um, ended up not really working out. I think in this process, I've learned the realities of recruiting. A lot of people have been telling me like, oh, you need to be aware of the fact that maybe they already had a role filled before you even interviewed. And that's something I never knew before that companies are required to have a job posting up for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. even if they have someone in mind. And so that's what I definitely learned. But I think through every interview I've had, I've learned so much from it, even if I didn't get it. And I got to meet really great people. So I just think it's important to have this mentality where, you know, you're always learning, you're always trying to strive to be better. And I did a case interview for the first time, never did that before, but I received some feedback that I did a good job. So that always like encourages me that I can only get better from here. But it's definitely been a harder year. And I think HR is a little different than other places because they don't have a lot of programs. You know, it's more like singular jobs. So I've just just kind of been actively recruiting, but also not stressing too much about it because I feel like at the end of the day, you know, you'll get a job. It's just finding that one job that you're happy with. And I mean, have a couple months left before I graduate. So it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. We're in this together. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Recruiting is definitely not easy like uh, i didn't even know about that like that certain companies need to keep it on the board yeah, for like a, a certain Me amount neither, of time yeah yeah yo they're just wasting our time yeah there have been like i always wonder because like there have been so many instances where like i would apply to a bunch of different jobs i wouldn't even hear anything like they're always like oh we'll get back to you about like an interview or like even if you like don't proceed with an interview but i never hear back from so many companies and it's honestly mm-hmm. really discouraging um, like, I was literally talking about it the other day, like, with my mom and with, like, Justin. I was, like, saying, like, like there's people out there who are, like, desperately waiting for a job, but then you have companies who don't respond at all to even your job application. Like, they don't, they don't even want to say that, like, you didn't get the position or, like, they're not interviewing or anything like that. I didn't realize, though, that, like, there's so many positions that are already filled without you even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough world out here. And I think just being in HR too, I realized, I was like, wow, there's so much I don't know because I didn't know that. And so it, mm-hmm. it just makes you realize that there's a lot left for us to go through um, as we enter our full-time, you know, roles gradually. Yeah, so it's part of the process. And it, it's I think it's kind of fun in a way, just knowing what your future will be like. And I was talking to my mentor yesterday and she was saying how, you know, your first job isn't going to be the dream job, right, that you're looking for. And it takes a, it's like a, you know, process for you to get there eventually. So I don't know, I just think people shouldn't put too much pressure on themselves right, right, right now. We're only like in our 20s, so much more time. So hopefully mm-hmm. that's some yeah. encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that 100%. I feel like, mm-hmm. specifically, like business schools, like, I feel like the main mentality behind it is you better find a job once you graduate like go straight into the workforce or things like that but at the same time like we're still so young we're like in our like <clears throat> late like early 20s or stuff like that we have so much ahead of us mm-hmm. for sure recruiting could be stressful but at the same time like personally for me i'm not that worried like obviously i'm worried right always going to be in the back of my mind but mm-hmm. i know that like things will work out yeah mm-hmm. sure. i guess like another thing is like you like we were talking about COVID before and recruiting, but like, what else have you been doing like during your time, like with COVID being so prevalent in society right now? Yeah. Um, 
So during quarantine, I actually picked up a lot of hobbies. Um, and it's just nice because now you have the downtime to do all those things, right? And definitely spend time, spend more time with family too. Because I think a lot of us can relate to this at Baruch. We just spent our entire day at school, come back at like 10, and you barely see your family. So it's been really nice to just being able to spend time with my family. Like during my birthday, we actually watched like the second season or the first and second season of Kingdom. You know, the Korean drama is so good. Um, so like th things like that is so memorable. You know, I actually sent a DM to one of the actors. I was like, dude, you like this drama was so good. Um, but, you know, I didn't get a response back. That kind of made me sad, but it's OK. I got to practice. My career. <laughs> I got to practice my career. How many followers did they have? How many followers did he have? I think it was like close to a million. Um, Holy <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he's up there. No, honestly, like getting a response from that. Yeah, I know. I know. Right there. Don't be sad. Someday, be sad. someday. It's okay. He's he's too old, anyways. Um, so that, <laughs> that that happened. Um, and I think for me, I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to this, but I had a lot of kind of like anxiety during COVID. I think in the beginning of COVID, I was really excited. And then I gradually started to go a little crazy because I was just like home all day. And I was just like, I, I don't know, I'm like so bored, right? So I was like trying to watch all these shows and trying to like talk to all my friends and, I, and then I kind of felt like this void you know that was still there and like nothing was really comforting me and so I you know I grew up at church so I kind of go, relied on the one thing that I knew that I could rely on which was being you know fostering my relationship with God more and that was definitely a big part of COVID and even now because I'm involved in like a Christian club too um and just like putting all my like anxieties onto like believing in God and like the plans he has for me was like something that I really never really experienced before or just like praying more you know things like that um so it's been a interesting journey for me I feel like in 2020 just trying to be like mentally there you know spiritually there too so yeah that mm -hmm. pretty much was my my quarantine and like till now too um but yeah I think that was the biggest thing for me like just trying to get closer to God especially during this time it's really cool I know like you're very active with student movement because you also brought me out to student movement it's been really cool I've been doing that. <laughs> um how is your if you want to like talk you don't have to talk too much about it if you're if you don't want to like get too deep into it, that's totally fine. But like, how yeah. has your relationship with God been before? Like you said, like you're trying to fit, work on your relationship now, but mm -hmm. kind of what was it like before? Because I know, like even with me, like I'm sure, like with a lot of people who believe in God, like they struggle, they have like their ups and downs with that kind of relationship. So, what's it been like for you growing up too? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of Koreans probably um, resonate with this, but I really grew up going to church every Sunday not really having a relationship with God it was more like you know he tells me what's wrong and right and then if I do everything that's right then I'm a good Christian that's all I thought it was mm -hmm. then I think gradually especially during COVID I just had all, a lot of anxiety and I you know I was like recruiting like job searching I'm just like oh my gosh this is so much to handle on my own but then once I saw God more as like a comforter and someone who you know takes care of me and has like peace in my life and relying on the word like 
something that says like cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you things like that it just made me really trust in what's happening in my life and that you know there's a purpose for everything and he wants me to like like have an abundant life things like that so I think it's become more of like a comforting role rather than someone who's like shaming me all the time because like for me like if someone shames me I'm just like no nah this is it. <laughs> um, so instead of thinking of it like that, but having more of like other daughter relationship where he cares for me, like kind of like your dad, like reprimanding you, but in a way that he cares, that's really transformed my relationship with God too. Um, Cause I think everyone has like their own notions about it where it's like, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. Oh, Christians are so restricted. And I thought that too, but now it's more like, Oh, it's about caring, you know, and just having, um, making sure you're not hurt by, you know, just being obsessed or maybe overdoing it with certain things. So I, I, I think I still have a long way to go, but that's definitely been one of the things that I've just like found so mind boggling how I didn't really know this before, you know, uh, even when going to church mm-hmm. for like 21 years. So it's, yeah, I'm still, I'm still learning. Uh, it's, it's definitely a process. <laughs> Okay, so like a fun fact for the audience is that like all three of us, like me, Lanika, and uh, Singhee are all Korean. So uh, like Singhee mentioned, like most of us probably grew up in church and like didn't know about it. And like, that's me too. And for me, it's like COVID's definitely been a time for me to like kind of find my way as well. But it's been it's been pretty difficult, like finding your community and things like that for sure. But I'm happy that like you found it. Like, it's always great to see like I guess like your peers just like figure things out slowly but surely and then like if you just believe in the word obviously like things will happen your way as well mm-hmm. that's like the main thing that's like keeping me motivated I guess it's like trying to like get that one shining moment for myself to kind of break through and like things start working right like I, I, I feel like things are like a snowball effect like once one thing happens like the next thing will like happen well as well and then like so on and so forth so like just moving that one little you know rock hopefully like that'll help everything out yeah no I definitely agree too like I was really into my faith a lot during high school like I was very active in my church I was in choir I was like a youth group leader and other things like I was like oh I always went to church I was like the only one in my family going to church for a while and I went to, and then I always thought like I would I would keep that up while I was in college especially because I'm going to college in New York but I think I just got so busy that, like, I kind of lost track of, like, actually going to church. Um, and then I started going to church with my boyfriend, and that, it's obviously a different experience, because I grew up Catholic, and Justin is um, Presbyterian, so it's, like, a different experience going to, like, the different type of service, but at the end of the day, like, we all have, we all follow within, like, the same word, and then we still all believe in God, so I think because of that, and, like, since joining student movement with Singhee, and then I'm also at the NYUKCU with Ellie, I think because of that, like, I have that community again, because I was missing that for, like, a really long time. So I think having that has been really helpful. It's kind of, like, reassuring to know that you still have God with you, Mm -hmm. Um, especially, like, because COVID, I know, has been, like, very difficult for a lot of people. I was going through a lot of stuff, too, during this year, like I was going through like a really dark time and like it was like really comforting to know that like Man, I like the, everyone going through dark exactly times and it's like and then you, the one constant yeah. yeah I guess like like to backtrack a little you said that like you picked up some hobbies and stuff like what uh-huh. are some like 
I guess like what are some like pa- personal like passion projects you've been working on then? Like what are some things you've been doing? I mean, honestly, let's see. Um a lot of my hobbies took a back seat, but the one thing that's kind of coming back is like I'm knitting a scarf, you know, but I kind of gave up and my mom and I, my mom is like <laughs> picking up the work, like picking up the slack for me. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, there's a maroon scarf on the way. I wonder who will get it, but I'm um, just doing that. And yeah, to be quite honest with you, it's been a lot of just like recruiting um, and being active in like soon movement, which is a Christian club back on campus. And um, just being more active in that aspect. I think in the beginning of college, I was really focused on business and like professional development. I think that's still important. But I also think not to place your identity in just work all the time has been something important for me as I've, you know, now I'm a senior. So think just really emphasizing the fact that Baruch and other schools actually have just a safe space where you can, you know, foster your relationship with God. That's definitely been something that I've most been really dedicated to this semester. Um, But another thing is I picked up longboarding, you know, so hopefully I get good. yeah. yeah, this is such a bad, it's getting cold. It's getting so cold. <laughs> no, it is. Like, I, I've been trying to longboard throughout the week, but it keeps raining on me. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I know. dude, it's this sucks. I know. It's not the season for it. It's not. <laughs> I mean, do longboarding. Okay, okay. I have a reason. <laughs> it's a legitimate reason. So I had a dream that I was snowboarding, right? Oh, yeah. She had a dream. I had a dream. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to like feel that sensation, you know, like the carving sensation going back and forth, toe stop, heel stop, toe stop, heel stop, all that. And so I, I hit up one of my, me and uh, Michael's pledge brothers. Um, her name is Mona Jang. And because she has a penny board, right? She's kind of known for that. But she wouldn't want to like hang out. She doesn't want to like see me or hang out with me because she's so she's so like COVID cautious, which I I think is great. Um, so she was like, you know, next year let, let's hang out next year. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but I eventually <laughs> found someone who would give me his board. So yeah, that was the full, full story about longboarding. But you know, I'm determined to get good eventually. I just wish this like dream came earlier, you know, like, why couldn't this dream happen in August or something? And I would have been so good by now. But it was a struggle. It's definitely a little hard. If, yeah, maybe, maybe if the dream came earlier, your dreams of like becoming a professional snowboarder might come true, you know? Oh, true. <laughs> true. Be like Chloe. What's her name? Chloe something? That snowboarder? Oh, you're, you're talking about the Korean snowboarder. Chloe yes. Kim. Chloe Kim. Oh, she's so cool. <laughs> You know, fun fact, fun fact, another fun fact about my family. So my dad, he went to a, like, a sports college in Korea. And so, like, he knows a lot of Olympians, like, Korean Olympians. And so a lot of the times when people are in New York, they come to my house. Like, we know, like, a fate, we know, like, a gold medalist ping pong player, all these things. So, yeah, my dad has, like, connections, you know, Korea has Olympics again. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I always found that cool. I feel like Korean dads always have like this, like the most random connections. Like my dad knows so many like restaurant owners in Queens. Yeah, same. Yeah. Is my parents the only ones that are not like that? <laughs> well, maybe it's Queens parents because you're from Brooklyn. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, true, no, true, guys, true. but I no, but I feel like people are gonna think Sai New is filled with Koreans because we're all Korean here. But like, <laughs> AKSI has like so little Koreans. It's actually, I know. <laughs> yeah, we can't let this like people think the wrong thing. You know, it's only us three, Ellie, and Chrissy's like half Korean, I think. And Terry, that's it. And Terry. Oh yeah, and Terry. No Terry. Forget Terry. Okay, like I guess like bringing it back then, like fun question, I guess, mm-hmm. like. Are you, are you excited to finally graduate? Like, how do you feel about it? I feel a lot of different things. I think I'm really over Zoom schooling. I think it's very annoying. And I'm just like, I feel like it's already done. Um, But a part of me is also thinking it's a little scary, you know, just trying to figure out what life will be like afterwards and trying to see like, oh, will I move out? Like, what's going to happen? Soon it's going to be like marriage, all these things. So it's like, okay, I feel like after you graduate, there's going to be so many different things, life events that happen that you also have to worry about, you know. So I'd rather kind of just be in the moment, really try to like savor all this time in college because after this, it doesn't come back. Unless you go to like grad school or something, yeah, sure. But it's a little sad, you know, just like not being able to see people. Like I haven't seen, well, I saw Lonica recently, but like I haven't seen Michael in a while, like things like that. It's just kind of like a little, there's like a little bit regret, you know. Um, Koreans would say Ashua, like things like, like that, that feeling of just not like reaching as much as you could have done because I feel like it was kind of taken away from us. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, I think it's time. I feel like I've I've been in college for ten years now. I think I just need to, I just need to leave. <laughs> I think it's crazy to me that like for me like as a twenty year old like I know so many people now who are like working full time, and like when you're younger you think people who work full time are like full fledged adults, but then like people that are working full time now they're like twenty three, twenty four. Like I don't know. That just always felt that just so surreal to me. I don't know about you guys. That's going to be me sitting here next to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's us, you know, like getting a job and everything. But yeah, it sucks, honestly. Final year at Baruch, like it being like fully online, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. Like you guys know what kind of person I am. Like I'm the person who's always like in the club room, just like messing around with like talking to everyone. Yeah. Kind of being like in my own house all the time, like, being trapped. It's tough. Tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you guys think you're gonna spend your senior year online, like at home? What do you mean? Like, like no one really like you know when you're like a freshman in college or something, you always imagine like what it's gonna be like when you're a senior. Like you always picture your senior year. I don't know, that's just me, but like I've always pictured like what my senior year would be like. But did you guys ever imagine that you guys would be spending your senior year like doing online learning? Nah, for sure not. But I have to say, it's been really nice not commuting, you know, like waking up really early and commuting, even just like rolling out of bed. I I just feel like it's kind of like a blessing in itself, you know, just being able to roll out of bed, log into class and do that. Um, But mm-hmm. I think it's just like, you know, you just like you, you gain some things and you lose some things, right? Like I definitely think the learning has been a little dramatically low, um, but I, I think it's it's kind of just take it as you go, right? And well, I de- it'll definitely be memorable. Just tell your kids, oh, I won't do that. I was a senior. Oh yeah, no, this is co- I, this is coming out on textbooks. You know, people are gonna be like learning mm. about like the year twenty twenty. You know, there's so many things that change like history that happened this year for sure. Yeah, like maybe your kids will ask you like, oh, what was twenty twenty like? And then you would have like 
all those stories. You know, like in the future, like your kid is going to be like, oh, like mom, dad, I don't want to go to school. I'm sick. And <laughs> you're going to be like, I still have to go to school when there was a pandemic. Okay, you still going. <laughs> or daughter, you know, things like that. Yeah. Shinke, yeah. do you have any like final remarks before we end it? Yeah, I, I guess I just want to circle back to AKSI because, you know, as my as my college career is ending, I'm at the end of the day, um, I mean the reason how we're all connected here is like through AKSI, right? And I think with AKSI it's just helped me to be more confident in myself and know how to be more well connected with people um and i'm just like really grateful because i feel like i've got i've gotten my closest friends through aksi and i've done things i never would have imagined like traveling like to new orleans mm-hmm. which i was kind of skeptical about and going but it, it was just like one of the best trips i ever had like going there in such a beautiful place but i think at the end of the day i think although aksi is like obviously shot cut short for me because you know COVID is you know makes it a little harder to connect with people but just grateful that you can have these connections for the rest of your life and think through Sai Hu this podcast I'm sure you'll meet many more of these people so <laughs> yeah good luck to you guys <laughs> thank you uh, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Sai Hu please make sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at Sai for future episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much, Sinki, for coming down. Thank you. Talking to us. Nice mm-hmm. to be here. <laughs>